Hello, welcome to this episode of the Independent Dealer Podcast. Today, we are talking with Glenn Pash, all things SEO, SEM, BBC, DBG, all these <laughs> awesome acronyms in the digital marketing space. Luke, how do you know Glenn? Give us an introduction. So everybody that comes to convention should know Glenn. He's spoken at, at NADA, NIADA, and he really is the guru of digital marketing for car dealers. Um, we appreciate your time, Glenn. Introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I met Luke uh, a while ago. I think Tracy Myers introduced us. Yep. It was a, a mastermind or one of the uh, events we were at. But yeah, I am uh, the CEO of PCG Digital. We are a uh, digital marketing firm. We specialize in automotive, uh, both franchise and independent dealers. Uh, as Jeff said, SEO, SEM, advertising, Facebook advertising. And we also do consulting with dealerships to help them with their processes, digital retailing, auditing their marketing to make sure they're uh, spending their money wisely. This sounds yes. great. This episode was awesome, guys. We talked all about that. We talked about the digital retailing. We talked about SEO, SEM. We talked about texting, the importance of being directly available for customers, right, Glenn? Yes, be there. Absolutely. Don't try to chase them. He made such a good point. Like, stop yeah. chasing them. They're there. And then you send them away and then you go run after them. Like, <laughs> we do the craziest things. It's right. awesome, guys. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Independent Dealer Podcast with hosts Luke Godwin and Jeff Watson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's do this. Dealers need to just take a step back and start thinking strategically with their money. For To your point is they're getting sold a million different solutions. Every vendor out there is coming to them and saying, my widget, my X is going to generate more sales for you. And the dealers are going, uh, who do I believe? Right. But I think you have to just take a, a looking at your first is your website. Is it easy to use? Is it too complicated? Um, are you giving them the information that they want? I think the biggest change of part marketing, part process is the days of, I can't, you know, I can't tell you anything till you come here, right? It, those are done, especially mm -hmm. part because of COVID forced everybody to do stuff online and customers mm -hmm. are like, oh, well, if we can do it this way, let's always do it this way. <laughs> uh, and so in terms of your marketing, that's part of what I would be marketing. If, if I'm focused on right now, unless you're the bottom base price dealer everywhere, you know, and, that, and that's your message, okay. Other than that, you should be marketing on Facebook with video, about why I should do business with you. I think we got to get back to that route right now in terms of marketing. Glenn, you, you brought up something very interesting right there. You said video. Um, we all talk about video. We all want to do video. But how much better is a message put out by video than by just simple post? Is it that big a deal? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I think if, if you take your, if you think of what, Think of the place that you go to consume your news. And for your audiences, I want you to think the same thing. Wherever you consume your news, whatever it is, or your sports, what do you see on there? Every article has a video and text. Why? Somebody wants to watch a video and understand it. I personally sometimes will mute the video because I want to read something. Me too. It's, so if that's million-dollar business, multi-billion-dollar businesses have decided that people want to consume both, then I think you have to. So I would just tell dealers, I would, don't overcomplicate it. I would either hire someone professionally to just, or, or someone that can really 
put a nice video together, but just simple five videos or four videos, like why should I buy from you? Why should I, if you do service, why should I service with you? How do you, you know, take care of cars or how do you give good value? You know, those basic things. And once you film them, they're done, leave them there. And then, as I said, focus more on a video of why I should do business. Like the car is the car. You can walk around and have video, but at the end of the day, I get to know you or a sense of you through video more than a post. For sure. Mm -hmm. How long should those videos be? Short. Like again, <laughs> as long as it needs to, to get your message across, okay. but keep it simple. I'd rather if it, so for instance, if, if, the dealership had their brand message. Let's say like my price, you know, clear pricing on my website. Um, you know, uh, I pick up where you left off using our tools or I have tools to save you time. And you know, once you pick your car, we can get it in and out of here and X, whatever those things. I'd make one big overall one. And then I'd make little short clips of each one of those because then you can push them out maybe one to two minutes. I mean, if you're longer than that, what else are you saying? If you, I think if you go longer than two minutes, I'd rather have two one minute videos uh, than one five minute video. That's interesting. You know, we, uh, we hired a company to come in and do that. And we, it was broken up into a lot of 15 to 30 second spots or not spots, but uh, filming. And then they edited it all together. So I think there's all kind of, little ways to do that. And, and don't get me wrong. You don't need to hire a company to come in and do that. Yeah, you can. It's up to you. And then so same to touch on that for your 15 and 30 seconds. Some of those then can be used for advertising on YouTube, you know, pre-roll because they're only 15 seconds. Uh, and then you can cobble together, you know, you put it together for a longer one. But yeah, that's, you know, again, however involved you want to be, but it is leveraging video. We all watch video. Um, it's just, you know, same thing when you're on those, uh, websites and you're looking at your news, there's always that little bumper ad before, well, why can't it be your company? Why yeah. can it be you be the bumper in your, you know, within 20 miles or 15 miles of your location? Why can't you be the one who's there? One thing I did about four years ago was I made the commitment that I needed an in-house person. I don't love the idea of having to hire out to right. a crew to come in and shoot a commercial because what happens is as dealers, we do that once, we get all excited about it, and then we try to ride those videos out for three or four years. They become outdated, they become old, they become just kind of noise. So we made the commitment to hire an in-house, you know, content creator, videos, pictures, all that stuff. And she just creates videos for us constantly so that we're always putting out new and fresh information. Even if it's the same message, it's repackaged in different sure. ways through our salesman's personalities to get that out there. And then it becomes the quantity, not only the quality of the content, but also just the sheer quantity that we can put out is exponentially more than if we hired a company once. Absolutely, and I think if, if I, I'm asked that question often, you know, in terms of marketing, what should a dealer do? Like I run an agency, but if I, if I told a dealer, I'd tell them what you just did. I'd have somebody who would, could do content shoot photos and shoot videos. I'd probably do try to do everything in house. <laughs> my, yeah. my brother's gonna kill me for saying this, but I probably do everything in house except for paid, paid search. Because mm. paid search, it takes a while to get up to speed to know what to do and then those people, <laughs> those people get headhunted out real quick. Uh, yeah, I wanna yeah. talk about that actually. So I was in my analytics yesterday and my AdWords yesterday on a couple of my businesses that I run these for. And 
I have no idea what I'm doing, Glenn. I really don't. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing and I'll build out some ads and I'll build out some keywords and some phrases and I'll try to geographically because I was getting hits from like New York and all over the place right. for these keywords and I'm paying for these keywords that are nonsense. And I don't know how to look at my analytics and decide where my bounce rate is too high. You know, is my choke page doing me more harm than good? Is this term actually bringing in good people or is it just getting the clicks because they think it's something else? And yep. when, and when I go onto a browser, like if I go into like an incognito browser and I search up, you know, uh, used cars, St. George, Utah, because I don't want to do it with my login, yeah, yeah. right? Because yep. I'll get, I'll get biased results if I do it with my login. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not even on the first page. Well, what the freak am I paying for if I'm not on the first page of these search results that I think I'm, that's so the reason what you got to hire so, yeah. so, so what do you do? So there's two things. I mean, I don't um, want to go down that road yet. We all know that no, that's going to be no. the ending point is we need to hire you. But no, no, I no, mean, no, no. I'm not saying I just should. want dealers to know that it, it, you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. There's some of this you can do. And then there's some that it's like, well, some man, you, have to, you have to you have to hire out. But forget that because what we've done even, you know, Luke and, and your wife, we trained, yep. right? We did training. So we have a division or a part of our company where we've created online training, right? right we yeah. talked to NIADA about it, you know, how to partner and, you know, try to help. And then they were going to build their own. But we have online courses where basically it's a screen share, meaning you're watching someone go, here's how you do it, right? So mm -hmm. that's one piece is getting the education. The other thing is having someone just audit it. Right. So we've done that for dealers too. It's a one-time fee and we just go through everything. We literally get access and we just go, we have our, and, and the people who are auditing are the people who are running it for us. So we have our social media mm. person go through your social media, paid search, go through. And then they present it to you and say, this is good. This is not, here's this, here's that, yeah. here's what you should do. And so we've done that before. We've, we've <laughs> built agencies in dealership groups. I know sometimes it says, why would you do that? But I'm like, well, that's what you need help with. So let's fix that. So I think yeah. to your point is it's getting the right education. Uh, and, and then sometimes just having an outside eyeball go, am I nuts? Am I, am I hurting myself doing this? And mm. just having that coaching all of a sudden goes, all right, I'm not that bad. Or, Ooh, no, that's not good. So, yeah, if you're doing it yourself, probably guaranteed you're throwing 50% of your AdWords budget down the garbage can <laughs> because you don't know that you're targeting the wrong people or paying for clicks that are useless. Right? Yeah. 50%, 75%. I don't know if it's that high. I mean, we, <laughs> we maybe it's just me, but no, we we even when we go and we audit some dealers through our audits, mm -hmm. uh, and, and these are big companies doing their marketing, you know, website platforms doing stuff for other big agencies. Mm -hmm. We can find 25% waste that just needs to be yeah. reallocated. You know, like one thing that we found was dealers were spending a lot of money on buying their own name. Like to right. us, ridiculous. We, that, that's stupid. But right. somewhere along the line, someone did type in their name and there was their competitor buying their name. And I'm going, but they typed your name in. They're looking, yeah, they want you. They're looking for you. Now, that doesn't mean that they may go there, but, and you oh, have yeah. to really work with dealers to convince them not to do that. But they were spending thousands of dollars on their name. 
I do that all the time. When I'm going to look at Luke's site and I type in Godwin <laughs> Motors, I click on the ad right above it, not the actual <laughs> organic result. I just Don't I do, do it on purpose. Uh, Glenn, Buck 50, how, often, Buck 50. <laughs> how often does this thing change? Um, so Google, Google has their formula that I'm sure y'all get educated on, but how often does it, does it change? So how often do we need to change? They're, it, it, honestly, they're changing stuff every single day that they don't even tell you about, but there's major updates and, but not, I mean, it's not crazy. It, not as often as everybody thinks it is, but you definitely need to stay updated because strategies that worked a year ago aren't working today. So it is being someone who, even if you're doing it yourself, just reading, just reading some of the search engine land and some of the blogs or going to a conference and asking somebody or just having a network of people that you can call up, right? I have tons of dealers call me up. They're not my clients, but I just know them and they call up and they say, what do you think about this? Or what, what's this? Or what about that? I, I, I think that's surrounding yourself with people you can call up. But to your point is there's sometimes there's major changes uh, or there's just strategic changes where websites now have gotten better so they can be found, so you don't need to buy your name. Where before, you weren't 100% sure if I typed in my name, my own website would show up, so I had to buy the ad. So that's really having someone who's gonna help you. Um, and, and the other part is what we talked about earlier, is just getting yourself educated as much as you can to just at least understand what we're talking about versus I think sometimes dealers with education think that, oh my God, I have to do this. Like, no, but you should know how to have a conversation about it so that you don't get ripped off uh, or somebody wasting stuff. You know what questions to ask. But ultimately, all marketing should come down to, no matter who you hire, should come down to a very simple thing. How many phone calls? <laughs> how many, when I got the people on my website, how many forms got filled out? How many people had chats with me? How many had texts with me? And, and if you're doing my marketing, you know, showroom chat, people should be walking in. If I'm not, or if I can't prove that, telling me how many people clicked, okay, well, what'd they do on my website? Oh, right. well, I got them there. Nah, you're not my marker. I don't want to be. So, so is, there a, is, there, is there a difference in, or should I say, you know, difference? Is there a difference in some website, uh, you know, automotive-based websites compared to others on how they react to Google? Because it seems like a few years ago, we, we made a change uh, from, from one website provider to another. And automatically, it, in my opinion, we got more leads. Is that, is that hocus pocus or, or, or what is that? Oh, good question. Well, so again, more leads depending on, so, so there's two ways to look at that. One, I would take a step back first and say, well, did your traffic to your website increase? Right. So if you're saying to me, I had old web, you know, my old website platform, I had 5,000 visitors every single month to my website in my analytics, like 5,000 people came. I switched platforms and now I get 9,000. And if you say, well, I haven't changed anything, meaning no, I didn't increase my budget, right? Everything net net is the same. Well, the only difference is a technology. So yes, your question is some of the platforms, not that they're, they're designed better from a framework. A lot of it is also the backend SEO, which can be technical, but basically a lot of the backend is telling Google, this is what, when somebody types in X, 
this website should show up or it should be considered. And then a lot of the consideration in your ranking is based on how relevant your website is, the content, you know, again, a lot of the framework. I look at websites sometimes and I'm going, I don't know, you're not even, I'll talk to the dealers and I'll say, well, where are you targeting? They're like, that town over there. I said, there's zero on your website <laughs> talking about that town over there. Mm -hmm. And now you understand why you're not showing up. So it can be the platform. I think it's the, but again, platform out of the box is going to be good, but you're really, it's going to be good for your town because that's what it's all plugged and played of here's your town but if you want to go outside of that area and you want to show up for more things well then you need someone either you're doing it or someone that you hire to do it to go in there and tweak it and add things to it and help it evolve uh to be found in search hmm. and then for leads again it depends on what we're looking for in terms of leads because I could say I got more leads, but if it just means that I put forms at every stop point, like I can't show you my price until you give me your name. Okay, well, I got more leads. Well, were they really good leads or do people give you BS emails just so I could get through the gate? And now that's a useless lead that I'm wasting time chasing and everybody's upset about that, right? So there is this uh, thing where we are evolving now to say, why? You know, how mm. if we're going to let them have the information or we're going to promise them that they can value their trade or they could play around, you know, with a, a tool to do customize your payment, but you can't use it till you give me your name. Well, then you're going to get a lot of crap yeah. and you're going to get. And more importantly, this is where, again, from a technical standpoint, if you actually in the back end tag the button. It's so, yeah, so I got 100 leads, but how many people clicked on the button and then left? Mm. And all of a sudden you go, well, I had a thousand people click the button. That means I pissed off 900 people, <laughs> mm. right? Yeah. That's yeah. a completely other, you know, tangent about yeah. from a technical aspect, really tagging everything that happens on your site. So you know where the obstacles are, where my leaks are, because if I spend all this money to drive them to the website and all I'm doing is pissing people off. Yeah, that's, that's really hard for, dealers to understand. Jeff, I know you went to a squeeze page. Have you done those things? Yeah, yeah. I just recently, so my website issue was that and, and still the whole technology side of it and having a good solid website, you know, has been my rub and my conversation in the forums all the time is, yeah, I want, I want a Carvana website for me. Like I want someone to white label that and sell it to me with you know, I mean, the money they spent on that is ridiculous. And, you know, the user interface and all the features and the widgets, if I try to rebuild that now with my platform, I've got to have 15 different vendors. And it's just, it's frustrating for me right now. But anyways, yes, switch to a choke page. It's been great. I'm not going to complain. I, I mean, we get a ton of leads and we get to get phone calls and conversations with people. And sure, there's a couple of fake ones. And, and I even tell people, look, if you don't want to put your stuff in, just put, give me a fake lead. I don't care. Like put in test at test.com and bypass it. But it's way outweighed the bad. I'm in a subprime market. I do a lot of buy here, pay here. It's not been an issue. Um, for me now, it's more like Glenn was saying is the seamless technology. I want the technology piece so that if I start putting the fire hose towards my website and I turn on my SEO and SEM, that I'm not just getting this huge bounce rate because they're just smashing up against a wall. 
that's not giving them the info they need. I don't have video, I don't have 360, I don't have a finance area where you can start building your stuff out. I don't have a, an upload form where you can send me your documents directly online. I can get you 100% approved. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't have that yet so, and that's my frustration. Hey, this episode is brought to you by TheIndependentDealer.com. This is our website. It's a great place to learn everything about the show, stay in contact with Luke and I, see where we're going to be speaking next, and check out all of our back episodes and content from The Independent Dealer Podcast. So visit the website, subscribe to our email list, and stay in contact with us. Back to the episode. So let's move to that. Glenn, I know you've been uh, involved with, with some manufacturers doing their digital retailing and digital retailing is so important right this second. What can you tell us? What should we be doing right now uh, for the future? Because the future got here all of a sudden last March or March. So what are we doing wrong? What should we be doing? Everybody got pushed in the pool. Everybody got pushed in. So think about it in a very simple form is what, to Jeff's point, what were you doing when you were locked down? If, you know, like in New Jersey, they said showrooms were closed, you could do service, but um, you had to sell. The only way you could sell a car is you had to do everything online, communicate online. The only thing they could do is pick up the car. So if you think about what we did previously before all of this stuff, our goal to Jeff's point was I've got the lead. I'm going to chase them. I'm going to come chase you because, because I wasn't there, right? If you really think about it, I basically yeah. told you, my virtual showroom, right? Our yeah. virtual showroom, it was closed. Nobody was here to talk to you. Nobody can help you, but I'll chase you, right? So that's a separate conversation. But anyway, we get a hold of them, and our job was to set an appointment. So when they came here, the process began. Now, with the Carvanas of the world and Vrooms of the world and these other ones, they basically said, it's all right. We'll do it, whatever you want, and then we'll pick up. You know, so the appointment came at various stages. Maybe I did a couple pieces, and then the appointment was halfway through the process. Well, I pick up where you left off and let's go. Or it was completely through till the end. So I think from, from even before the tech, if you don't have the tech, right, the tech is just a portion of it. Everybody thinks the tech is the big thing in digital retailing. It's about 20% of it. Because you got to merchandise your website, that's a piece. You got to market it out to people and say, I have a new process. But it's really about leadership. It's about what am I willing? You have to commit to say, I'm willing to give you every all the information. And I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Right. So there you, dealers have probably given out more information over the phone and email about car deals in the last three months than they have in the last 300 years. Yeah. Because they mm -hmm. had to. So I'm saying is even before the tech, Jeff, it's what am I willing to do? What is my pro? The tech fits into your process. The problem is everybody goes and gets the tech and then goes, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> How am I going to build the process? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's my problem. I don't think the tech's there to build the process around. Well, it's both. But if you, you could, my point is if it, I've played around with almost all every digital retailing tool. And they all have pluses and minuses. None of them are 100% perfect. But if you said your process was more when somebody clicks a button, I want to start from a chat-based conversation versus here's a form linear. Yeah. Well, if that's your process saying, no, I want to be more like right there. Well, then you'd go after that technology. 
right? So I'd, I'd veer over to, if you asked me, I'd say, well, I'd go look at these two technologies. I'd look at a, like a Gubbagoo or a car now or something like that versus other ones that are, no, I want to be more linear with forms, yeah. right? So yes, it's, it is a dance. It is a combination of the tech's going to help your process, but to pick the right tech, you have to decide what you're, what you, what you're willing to do. And I think that's what, uh, where customers now, because of the Carbonas, they're going to expect everybody eventually, or even the people that you sold during COVID, the next time they come by, they're going to want that same experience again, or even better. Yeah, but Carvana and Vroom, they're a self-help with an available agent, right? I mean, I've been through their website, not lately, but I'm pretty sure it's all self-help. The technology's there, it's linear forms with the ability to call the help button. Right. So to my point is what I think, so again, whether people love Carvana or not, if you read some of the reviews, you know, there are people, and I've talked to people who have bought cars through it. There is a little bit of an aspect of, for some people of, I settled on a car that I didn't really love. Wasn't 100% what I wanted, but boy, was this easy. Mm. So if I tell dealers, what I tell dealers are, you can put people in exactly the car that they want. Mm -hmm. You should be focusing on how to make it easy, right? So again, is your website, going back, we had a conversation earlier off, or I touched on it here. We have some clients that are starting to take forms completely off their website. Forms completely. So it's either you go into the digital retailing tool, there's a button that says, ask us a question or schedule a test drive. And if you click on ask me a question or schedule a test drive, it pops up to a chat and talks to somebody in the dealership. Some of them still might want to have a button that says like get today's price or get, you know, e-price, whatever. But when you click that button, it pops up to a chat and I'm talking to Luke in the dealership. There is no more form and chase. It's somebody's knocking on the door. They're walking on the virtual lot and they're waving their hand at a car and somebody steps right there and goes, how can I help you? And someone you know, goes, oh, that was great. And again, you get conversations, you get their information, and then they don't have to go to another dealership and hope yeah. somebody else answers their question for them. You so, gotta have available agents ready to field those. But I'll tell you right now, there's, again, depending on staff, I've, I've been in dealerships a lot where there's a lot of downtime, you know, and people are looking out onto the lot going, where yeah, are people? But they all come at once, unfortunately. <laughs> and then if you go in the analytics and you look at their, uh, how many, if you have your buttons that say, click on this and click on mm. that, and click on that, you know, and you say, how many people did it? What if those were conversations, right? So yeah. if somebody clicked on get e-price on your vehicles 500 times, what if, what if those were 500 conversations that we started having? How many people could we have scheduled for an appointment to come in to buy a car mm. versus if I get 500 now, by the time I go try and get them and talk to them, maybe I schedule uh, a third of them for an appointment and half of them show up and I half. And so maybe I'm selling 10%. But if I actually talk to all 500 of them. Yeah. I was, Glenn, you know, it's funny. In our sales meeting on Friday morning, I went over urgency. And, and what I hear um, is what I, what I told my sales staff on Friday morning. We need more urgency with these leads that are on our website. Mm -hmm. um, you you can't wait to get back to them because I know if I'm going to buy something and I see it, I'm on Amazon, I buy it. Right. Or if, if I see something on a website, I want more information. I call the people. So I, th I think your point is so accurate that 
if we have a way for our staff to communicate directly with someone on our website, it's going to get, that's, that's digital retailing. That's what people want. Yeah. What, do, um, just one, one quick thing. Does it matter whether a customer is subprime or prime when it comes to what they want from the purchasing process? I would say they, I think everybody wants ease yeah. <laughs> and they want their questions answered. You know, so at the end of the day, even if you throw out, if you look at the digital retailing tools, right, for been doing this now with different brands and models and, and, and manufacturers and tools, there's really only maybe 5%, 6% going all the way through. But most of them are stopping at the first two or three steps, which is, can I afford this? Like, what's the price? What can I get for my trade-in? And maybe there's some incentives they see and whether they want to get pre-approved or not, sometimes they don't, but that's what it is. Is like, do I like this car? Can I afford this car? And sometimes, and then if you're there to help them, like, think about that. If again, even if you didn't want to take uh, some of the buttons off, but instead of having the chat pop up, which is annoying, but when somebody has an actual question, that popped and talked to somebody, they'll, it'll freak them out because then it's not about chasing them. Like then you don't have to stay on your sales team and go, Hey, but so somebody would, like I say, somebody was at your dealership. They had a question, you ignored them. So now I'm on to something else. I went back to work. I'm now shopping. I'm with the kids. And now you call me up when it's convenient for you not when it was convenient for me. And now you're wondering why your contact rate is so low versus being right there for them. When, when somebody has a question, you'll be surprised how many people will say, you're the only dealer that answered my question. You're the only dealer who was available. And so they don't have to go anywhere else. We installed Facebook Messenger on our website maybe about three, month, uh, three weeks or a month ago. And it is incredible how many people click that button and message our dealership through Facebook. Um, sure. If you haven't done that, I, I think that's, that's a free way to, to get chat on your website essentially. And, and people really, uh, people, people like it. Um, well, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question on that. Out of those, those conversations, are you finding that people are more engaged with your team and more willing to come in and you're scheduling? Like, I mean, do you see that? It's, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you can kind of, you can bot chat them, I guess, into a certain yeah. thing. And that's, we've done that to a point, but um, they are super engaged. They always respond. Um, even if it took a little while for you to get back to them, which sometimes it's me answering and it, that happens. But um, I've, I've not yet had a customer that Facebook messaged my website. And when I sent something back to them, didn't respond to me. Um, and we know how rare that is. So I think it's a but very to, engaging process. But, but to your point, all of us here, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't love email. We don't. We don't even like getting called half the time. Like we screen our calls. We look at it and go, ah, oh. but if you texted me, you text anybody right now, I'll guarantee you 85%, 90% of them are going to respond to you because it's convenient. It's easy to just go, hey, whatever, yeah. Facebook messenger. But no, we still are in this idea that email is the best way, but nobody loves it themselves, but that's what I want versus, hey, if you just want to text, let's roll. 
opt-in, we'll text. You want a Facebook message? Great. And so dealers have to start thinking about processes and ways. Where is everybody going to talk to us? Just because we loved email or forms. I mean, I saw a form the other day. It said, email, phone, you know, which would you prefer? But it forced me to still give you an email, even if I clicked call me on my phone. But I still got to give you my email or else I, like, we're not thinking through stuff. And that's where I think the evolution or adapting is really more about how do we make our websites user friendly? How do we make it easy for them to engage with us the way they want to engage? So I'm not surprised that Messenger isn't blowing up because we see engagement rates for chats and texts huge email dropping because <laughs> nobody wants to nobody wants to wait anymore so we have to read we have to design our websites to make it so that customers don't have to wait to get an answer because we're hey, all Glenn, so i 100 percent believe in all this I, i'm i'm completely on board luke knows i've been touting this from the beginning and i guess for just one second can you tell me i mean do you are there any names are there any website providers that are anywhere close to this? Yeah, well, uh, there are some website platforms that uh, have their tools are all integrated into all of this. Now, whether they've, they, they're not coming out to say we're now a formless website, but if we request it, they do it. Or they simplify the call to actions on VDPs, right? If you look at most vehicle detail pages, they have five or six or seven or eight buttons. They have two trading tools and all this other crazy stuff versus streamlining it down to three buttons. So yeah, they're not coming out of the box that way, but they're adapting that way. And all of them, Dealer Inspire does a good job. Dealer E-Process does a good job. Um, and then you have the, 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 the tools themselves. I like Gubagoo and CarNow uh, because they were, their digital retailing tools or virtual retailing tools were built on a, with a chat mentality. So like Gubagoo's and CarNow, if someone's in there, I literally can co-browse with them. I can see what they're looking at. Ooh. I can push them a page. I can jump into it with a video. I can do everything through the chat. Wow. Right. So I can push everything and, 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 right. I like, and you can get alerts where if somebody's on your into the chat, everybody, you can set it. So everybody's phone goes ding. And so that way everybody then runs over and somebody answers the chat or gets involved right. with the chat. Um, so, you know, Do you know so of any that have an integrated, uh, like self-help digital retailing portion as well. I mean, I guess my brain, my perfect world is the customer, can do it all. Oh yeah, no. With all the of assistance those. of the salesman jumping in and saying, oh, "Hey, yeah. okay, here's your interest rate you're approved for. Shop cars in this price range," and they structure it all out. And then, literally, all I have to do is just be like, "Okay, deliver." Yeah. So all of the platforms are full self-service. If you want to go down that route, right? So they will be like, let you go customize your payments. Again, they're going to put in what you think your credit score is. Most people can plug it in and then they'll say here, they, again, it's all, a lot of it can be designed by the dealer to say how much or how little I want to put. They can put their incentives in. You can plug in your zip code and get your applicable taxes. You can get, do a soft credit pull. You can do a full credit pull. You can even this put is F and I products on it. But again, it's, and then have people pop up to help, but very few people, part because it's still new 
yeah, really go all the way down because they they're afraid if I push this button, did I buy a car? <laughs> yeah, but but as a as a salesman, I can jump in and say, hey, you've structured Absolutely. it right. Everything's good. I'm going to print these documents for you. Put your credit card in here to take a deposit. We'll drop yeah, the a lot of people. Three yeah, so what will happen is is you can get through the tool and then you can push it to the dealer. Who? I mean, is they, that is that dealer cool. inspire or dealer e process? Dealery Processes tools called Sarah that they do that. Dealery Processes, uh, uh, Dealer Inspires is called Online Shopper. You have Gubagoo VR, which is their Gubagoo Virtual Retail. You have Car Now, it's their Buy Now platform. But all of them, Dealer.com. You know, Cox Automotive has theirs. Uh, there's another one called Modal. You know, okay. so there's a bunch of different. Maybe I've been ones. barking up the wrong trees because I haven't seen anything with any kind of robust actual get them well, done you, in the is, website. Yeah, these are, so, these are really, these are franchise stores doing a lot of this. And so you, yeah, you for the indie. Have, but they have a lot of independent dealers using the tool too, because you okay. load up your inventory and then you set your stuff in the back end. You know, you help okay. based on the banks and the financing outlets that you have, you pump that information into the tool. Uh, and again, then you can set certain flags of when you get involved or someone pushes the deal to you and then you say, I'll get back to you and I'll approve it. Yep, I accept this deal or, hey, I reconfigured this. Here's a, here's a different thing. So yeah, they're all there. Uh, a lot of it, again, is based on what you're trying to do on the back end of how much you're willing to do or how you do it. But they all service independence. They all serve franchise. Um, uh, hmm. But yeah, there's so much of the technology out there that somebody physically could just go buy a car. Uh, again, Carvana and 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 Vroom, it's easier for their design because they're all pre-owned cars. Where franchise with all the trims and all the other craziness and incentives from there. But actually, most of all the people that we talk to in the uh, digital retailing space all think they they go they love working with independents because it's easier. There's less of all of this manufacturer stuff on top versus the tool super easy to do load it up excuse me and like i said then people can jump in managers can jump in i can text with them chat with them zoom call with them video yeah. call with them, all that stuff so i mean i would look at i would look at all of them but for the independents i probably mm. lean towards looking at gubagoo and or car now just because they really? also base off on a chat platform and you can do a lot from them um, and versus some of the other guys their tools are designed for their websites more yeah. than a di you know they're they yes they can put it on other people's websites but I think those are I've seen them go on you know I think Carnow has something like five thousand four or five thousand dealerships on it you know same thing with Gubagoo. Uh, and they're constantly evolving, but yeah, those two, I would definitely get demos with They're They're great. And I can connect you to the, the CEOs. They're both friends of mine. So. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's uh, definitely, uh, I think we've beaten that to death, but that's yeah. that I'm like, I'm, I'm determined. I'm like determined to eliminate all my salesmen and go directly to just making the customer sell themselves. And all I so, got to do is hit approved, not approved, approved, not approved. All right, so we, we've, uh, we've beat our websites to death. The one thing I really ha I'm interested in is Google My Business. Glenn, what should we be do doing there? How important is it? Uh, super important. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you think about it, 
if you type in your name, what pops up? Your website and your Google My Business. Yep. Google My Business is your directory. Over the last year, they have expanded the things that are in there from, you know, just not just photos anymore, but videos. And yes, your reviews are there, which are super important. Every dealer should be having a reputation strategy to make sure we're getting reviews. But now with Google Posts or product listings, you can start putting vehicles in there. You can show it if you do service, right? If you do service, you can create now a separate service listing, right? So now I can have a service listing um, that comes up for searches for service, right? Now for pre-owned, you know, used cars, uh, you don't have as many that, that uh, you know, some categories like a new car dealer, but you're sitting there going, I'm a used truck dealer, I'm a used car dealer. And, you know, then I can start doing some other things that you do in terms of your financing, you do auto financing and, you, and all these categories that now you can come up for when somebody's searching in the area versus before most people just have a used car dealer, right? Um, and so that means all those other things you're, again, telling Google, if I don't type in your name, but I'm looking for use car dealer on me, but if I'm looking for service or I'm looking for brake repair and I'm looking for wheel alignment, you're not coming up. So why should that, 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 uh, uh, all that work go to the independent service centers when you're going, I do this stuff. I want to get this stuff. So it's super important uh, to keep it optimized, to make sure you have the right categories in place to make sure you have all of the right information as well as then making sure you're tagging, Again, technical, uh, a little a UTM code tag on your button, so that way when you do look in analytics, you can see how many people are coming to your website from Google My Business. If you don't do that, then it all gets bundled into organic traffic, and you don't know what how important Google My. I think that's why also a lot of people don't realize how important Google My Business is. They can't they they haven't segmented the traffic, and probably if you really looked at it a lot of your leads are coming from people clicking on Google My Business and coming to your website from that way than just clicking on your website. So should we, we treat Google My Business kind of like a Facebook page as well that we need to add content a lot and, and is that, is that dual, I mean, is that needed? No, I would say you should treat it, think of it as a mini website okay. um, because part of my brain always, you know, things, what's Google doing now? You know, like the day that they turn around and go, you could put all your inventory on Google My Business. You won't need a website anymore. Pay us, yeah. you know. That's <laughs> just my evil side. Uh, but no, I would think it's not so much that you need to change your content, but you just have availability. So if you do service and you're running some specials, well, you can put a Google post up that runs for seven days. And so, yeah, you can go change it. Same thing with your products. So again, if you have certain vehicles that are, uh, that you want to move or that you think are special or unique, you can load them up into there. So when somebody clicks and opens it up at the bottom, they look, well, here's some vehicles. So you got to think of it just as, think of it as a small mini website that I can do. So it don't have to change tons, yeah. but monthly you should change some, add some stuff in, tweak it. Well, Glenn, I'm, I'm out of questions. Jeff, you got anything left? I got a million, a but, but Glenn's got a, he's, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta leave us eventually, but Glenn, so to wrap this up, tell us, I mean, I'm definitely interested. I'm calling you, emailing you right when we get done with this. I need an SEO audit 
on my AdWords. I know I'll, I'm going to make a confession. I let some company off Fiverr actually go in and do some stuff years ago. So I don't know if it got hijacked by some Russian bot or something. But anyways, I'm going to call you to do an audit. How can everyone get a hold of you? Uh, so the easiest way to get a hold of me is you can go to pcgdigital.com uh, or you can just find me on social media. I, I hang out a lot on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter as just Glenn Pash. Uh, just DM me. Uh, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, but yeah, or PCG Digital. Uh, come, come see what we do. We can help you. Awesome. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this episode inspired you to take positive action. Remember to subscribe so you get each episode the day it comes out. And we would love your help spreading the word. Leave us a review and share this podcast with your dealer friends. Dealers helping dealers learn and grow together.